We are on Ksubis Nun Aleph Amid Aleph 51a, beginning a new Mishnah in the middle of the page. This Mishnah uh, will discuss what happens if a person doesn't write down some of the uh, responsibilities that the husband has towards his wife in the Ksuba. Are they still um, required? Is it still uh, forced upon him or is it not? Uh, so says the Mishnah, there will be different parts to this Mishnah. It says the Mishnah, Number one, let's say they do not write down the basic part of the ksuba, which is the fact that the husband has a requirement, has an obligation uh, to pay his wife at the end of the marriage, whether that's by death, him dying, or uh, getting divorced, they get divorced. He has to give a basula, a virgin 200, and almana a widow 100. Um, if they don't write it down, so then it's still required because this is what we refer to as Tanai Beisdin. This is what was required through the Beisdin. It was required through the Beisdin, but through the court. Um, there is a big discussion as to whether Ksuba is a biblical obligation or rabbinic obligation. It could be here that it's a biblical obligation, but the numbers are only a rabbinic obligation, or it could be that this entire concept is a rabbinic obligation, but this is required uh, through the courts. All of his property is um, could be used as a, as a form of payment. All of the property that he has currently at the beginning of his marriage could be used if he, let's say, wrote down in the Ksuba, they write down that I am obligating myself with this particular field, which is only worth 100 instead of the 200. Um, so then... Uh, or let's say he didn't write down all of his property uh, will could be used as a, uh, as a form of payment to his wife. If he didn't write any of this down, it doesn't matter. His entire property uh, could be used as a form of payment. Uh, it doesn't make a difference, even if he didn't write it down. We try, write, we try to write it down. It's better to write it down. But if they didn't write it down, he's still obligated to pay from any of his property. What about different other aspects to the Ksuba? So lo kasev la im tishtavi ipekarnech vosiv nech li into ubekohenes adrinach lemedinasech chayiv shutnei beizden. Let's say they don't write down the fact that uh, if she becomes if she's taken into captivity, so then he's taking responsibility to free her. Uh, so then, even if they don't write it down, so then he is still responsible to uh, to pay for it and to redeem his wife. Now the Mishnah adds. Uh, well, if he is a Yisrael, if he is not a Kohen, uh, so then once he frees his wife, so they're allowed to stay married. If she, if he is a Kohen, so then she's the wife of a Kohen. If you're the wife, if she's the wife of a Kohen, so then if she's taken into captivity, we are concerned that maybe she was raped. If she was raped, so then they're not allowed to stay married uh, for a Kohen. The wife of a Kohen, even if she's raped, she's not allowed to stay married to the Kohen, and so. He has an obligation to redeem her and then to send her home. They have to get divorced. If it's the wife of a Yisrael, so then the Mishnah says that uh, they are allowed to stay married uh, because there's a concern for rape. There's no concern that uh, she's uh, she's uh, sinning uh, intentionally and with uh, willingly. Uh, that, that that we are concerned for, uh, but and therefore they're allowed to stay married. But some even add, not only are they allowed to stay married, but they have to stay married for some time. They're obligated to stay married. After he redeems her, if, let's say, he were to divorce her right away, so then people will start spreading rumors. Oh, why are they getting divorced? must be because um, she 
was immoral and um, and committed adultery with uh, with uh, one of the captors, and we don't want these rumors to be spread. And so, therefore, there's an, actually an obligation for them to stay married for some time uh, after he redeems her. So that's the case of uh, what happens if she's taken into captivity. Next case is Laksa Chayev Lurufuasa. If let's say she becomes sick, so then the husband has in the Ksuba, he has an obligation to um, to pay the doctor bills to to make sure that she is healed. Um, sorry, before that, before that, we skipped a line. Let's say he says, while she's taken into captivity, I'm giving you the divorce document. Here you go. Here's your Ksuba money. Go free yourself. Go find your own way to redeem yourself. He is not allowed to do that. He has a responsibility to redeem her. He cannot just divorce her while she's in captivity um, and say, you're on your own. Here's your Ksuba money and you're on your own. He does. He cannot do that. However, uh, this is in contrast to the next law, which is that he has a responsibility to pay the doctor bills. If she's sick, he has to pay the doctor bills. However, in this case, if she's sick, uh, he has the right and ability to say that here's your divorce document. Go find your own way now to pay the doctor bills. Um, now, before uh, before you stop listening, it's important to note that uh, the the commentators add that, well, if she's, if she's really sick, so then he cannot do this. First of all, we 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 discourage this to begin with. We 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 say, we highly suggest that he that they stay married. And beyond that, it would not be allowed if, let's say, she's uh, very very sick. So then he would not be allowed uh, to do this. Why is there this difference? In the end of the day, there's this difference between when she's taken into captivity, that uh, the husband cannot say, "Here's your divorce document. Go find." your own way of redeeming yourself as opposed to if let's say she's sick, right? Not terribly sick, but somewhat sick. So then he does have this right to say, you know what, here's your divorce document. Go find your own way to pay for the doctor bills. What exactly is the difference between these two cases is something that is discussed amongst the commentators. And some want to explain that when it comes to being taken into captivity, the moment she's taken into captivity, so then the husband has an obligation to redeem her. And that obligation begins uh, right away. They're married, so then he cannot remove himself from that obligation. However, when she's sick, every day is really a new day of being sick. It's not like when she's taken into captivity, every day is a new day of being taken into captivity. No. The obligation to redeem her begins right away. But when it comes to when she's sick, so then every day, there's a new, every new doctor's visit is a separate doctor's visit. So yeah, he's paid uh, for the previous doctor's visits, but right now, there's no obligation on him. The next time she has to go to the doctor, the next time she has to get medicine, is a new obligation. And so for that, he's able to divorce her uh, in the meantime, and then she would have to figure out, um, again, she receives her ksuba money. She receives the, the ksuba money, but she would have to pay for the bills on her own. Uh, alternatively, some want to say that when it comes to being taken into captivity, he never, ever uh, uh, fulfilled his obligation in any way. He never redeemed her in any way when it comes to uh, the doctor bills, so then he has. He has paid for the bills in the past. It really falls under the general obligation, according to many, of Mizonos, of paying for her sustenance. So he's paid for that as well. And so he has fulfilled his obligation already in the past, and so therefore he's able to divorce her. Again, we do not recommend this, uh, and this does not apply if she is very, very sick. Okay, that, those are the last two parts of the Mishnah. Uh, the first, so we had different parts of the Mishnah. Number one is what happens if you do not write 
if a person does not write uh, 100 or 200 in the Ksuba or they do not write all of their estate, it's still obligated. It's still obligated. And number then the other parts of the Mishnah, which uh, we will not discuss uh, the rest of those parts of the Mishnah t- in this class, uh, but the other parts of the Mishnah were about the fact that if he, if he doesn't write the fact that he's going to free her when they, if, if she's taken into captivity, he still has an obligation. Uh, also, if she's taken into captivity, he doesn't have the ability to divorce her and say, you're on your own. He cannot do that. Uh, if she's sick, so then, uh, since he's paid uh, the bills in the past, so, uh, uh, or, or for other reasons, as we mentioned before, he has the he has the ability to say, we don't recommend it, but he has the ability to say, here's your divorce document and use your Ksuba money that I'm that I will give you to um, uh, to pay for the doctor bills. Okay, but we're really going to focus on the first part of the mission, the part of the mission which says that if a person does not write in the Ksuba 100 or 200, he's still obligated to pay, and if they didn't write uh, from any of the fields, so then he's still there's still an obligation to pay from any of these fields. So the Gemara wants to know who is the author of our Mishnah? Money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? So the Gemara suggests in the beginning, Rameyerhi. It must be Rameyer. Why? The Amar. Rameyer is of the opinion that a Ksuba is necessary. And the amount, if you, anybody who lowers the amount of 100 or 200, so then it is Bi'ilaz Nus. It's almost like they were not married. It's like they're committing, uh, having, having sexual relations outside the context of marriage. Uh, it's necessary, and therefore, mayors of the opinion, even if they don't write it inside, it's still 100 or 200. It's required. It's required. One of the reasons behind this is because there's a concept of the purpose of the Ksuba as maintaining the Kedusha, the holiness of the marriage, so that it's not easy to get divorced. We, don't, we want to make the, have them have the ability to get divorced, it's a mitzvah to get divorced if, if necessary, but we don't want it to be easy that they just get married and then quickly get divorced. We don't want it to be easy for him to just to easily get divorced. And so the ksuba is necessary, according to Rav Meir, as opposed to Rabbi Yehuda. Dear Rabbi Yehuda, Ha'ama ratsa kosev lebesula shtar shamasayim beikosevis kabati muhammana v'lamana mana beikosevis kabati mucham shchamishim zuz. So then, no, Rabbi Yehuda holds. That uh, a person could write, they could write that uh, uh, he could write two hundred or one hundred, and then she could write back that I already accepted one hundred. Meaning, I will be mochela. She will say that uh, I will for I will forego the uh, the obligation for you to pay me. He has, she has the ability to say, I will, I'll give up on it. I don't need it. I'll give up on it. I don't need the two hundred. I don't need the one hundred. It's not necessary. So Rabbi Huda holds that it's not necessary. Uh, Rabbi Meir holds that it is necessary. So the author of our Mishnah seems to be Rav Meir, according to that first statement of the Mishnah. The problem is the rest of the Mishnah. Ema Seifa, what about the rest of the Mishnah? The part of the Mishnah which said that if they don't write down the fact that uh, um, that uh, you could collect from any of my fields, so then she could still collect from any of the fields. Who is that like? There is a dispute between another, a separate dispute between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda about what happens if there's a document. Let's say, forget about Aksuba, let's say there's a loan. Uh, a person, one Ruvain lends Shimon money, and Shimon now owes Ruvain money. 
and they have a star. They write this in a document. Uh, so now, let's say in the document, they don't write that their fields, there's a lien on the fields, meaning if there's a lien on the fields, so then let's say Shimon sells his field to somebody else, so then Ruvain, if there's a lien on the field, Ruvain could collect the field back from the, that buyer. There's a lien on the field itself. And so let's say they don't write it in there in the document. Rabbi Yudah says it doesn't matter. Once there's a document, it says if it's in there. Ramirez says no, it's not true. In order to have it, uh, have a lien on the field, you have to write it explicitly. Well, in our Mishnah, we're not dealing with uh, a loan, but we're discussing the Ksuba, the obligation to pay uh, in the future. Uh, so uh, it seems like our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda, because our Mishnah says if a person does not write the fact that there's a lien on the field, there still is a lien on the field. That sounds like Rabbi Yehuda, not Rameir. How do we know this doesn't sound like Rameir? It's not, because the Mishnah says, uh, moving on to Nanal from Beis 51b, According, Rameir says, if one finds a document of, let's say, a loan on the floor, and in that document it says explicitly that there's a lien on the field, so then we cannot return that document to the uh, lender, because we're concerned that maybe the borrower already paid, and now the lender will collect from some field that the borrower sold to somebody else. That field now belongs to somebody else. They might have this whole plan in mind and then they'll collect from that field. Um, however, if it if the it is not written in the document that there is a lien on the field, uh, so then we do return the document because there's nothing to worry about. They, he can't, the, the lender cannot collect the field if it was given to a third party. He cannot collect the field. So there's no concern. There's no concern for foul play here. Um, and, and that's the position of Romer, i.e. Romer holds that if it's not written in the document itself, this is the main point, so then you cannot collect from the field. The Chacham Omrim, however, the Chachamim, i.e. Rabbi Yehuda, Echad Zeve Echad Zeh, Lo Yachzir, Shebezdin in Fraimehen. Rabbi Yehuda says it doesn't make a difference whether it's written in the document, not written in the document, once there's a document, so then all of his fields, there's a lien on all of his fields. So too when it comes to the Ksuba. So how, how do we explain the Mishnah? According to the first part of the Mishnah, Rashir of Meir, the first part of the Mishnah is Rameir. Rameir is the one who says that you need to have the Ksuba. You need to have 200. Rabbi Yehuda says you don't need to have the Ksuba. Visefer Rabbi Yehuda. But the end of the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says that uh, if you don't write down the fields uh, uh, of the husband in the in the document, in the Ksuba, it's still, there's still a lien on the field. So that sounds like Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah sounds like Rabbi Yehuda based on the end of the Mishnah. But based on the beginning of the Mishnah, it sounds like Rameir. So how could this be? Ah, maybe the Gemara wants to suggest answer number one. Maybe the entire mission is like Rav Meir. And when did Rav Meir say that there's no lien on all the fields unless it's stated, unless it's written explicitly? That's by loans, that's by other documents. But when it comes to the Ksuba, so then maybe Rav Meir holds that when it comes to the Ksuba, uh, we really uh, make an obligation for the husband to pay from any of his fields. No, we know that Romero doesn't say this. Fatanya, Chamisha Govin Mina Mechurar and Beiluhin Peros for Shach Peros from Makabal of Lozen has been Ishto Ubas Ishto VeGelchov Shem Bochrayos VeKsubas Ishto Shem Bochrayos. Rav Meir says, Man Shamisle Damar Chrayos Lav Tosofer Who Rav Meir Bekatani Ksubas Ishto. In the end of the day, Rav Meir says that there are there's a list of five different things where uh, it's not an automatic lien on the fields, whether it's a loan or whether when it's the obligation to pay for his uh, wife's son or daughter to provide sustenance for that. If it's not written, the, the specifically a lien on the field, 
So then there is no obligation to, to uh, there, there is no lien on the field. Um, other cases, which we won't get into right now, um, in the end day, one of the cases is the Ksuba. The Ksuba, it seems to be this is the position of mayor. If in the Ksuba itself, it does not say that there's a lien on all the fields, so then there is no lien on all the fields. That's against our Mishnah, even by Ksuba. So, so who's the author of the Mishnah? Is it a mayor? Is it a Behuda? So where it says, we can explain either one. The author of the Mishnah could be either a mayor or it could be Rabbi Yehuda. We can explain it like Rabbi Yehuda. What was the problem with Rabbi Yehuda? The Rabbi Yehuda fit with the end of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda said that if you don't write uh, all the fields, it's uh, once you have a document, it's included already. It's automatically included. There's a document. It means once you have a document, it means that. There's a shibud. There's a lien on all the fields. The problem with Rabbi Yehuda was the beginning of the mission. The beginning of the mission said that there's an automatic obligation for a ksuba for, to be to have two hundred or one hundred, and you cannot go lower. But Rabbi Yehuda said that she could uh, she could say that I already accepted uh, uh, sort of lie and say that I already accepted part of the ksuba. So how do we explain this? Very easy, says the Gemara. It depends. Did she write down? If she writes down a receipt saying, I already received the ksuba, Sir Buddha says, okay, you need to have that initial obligation. If she writes down, she already received the ksuba, so I, Rabbi Huda, I hold that, and that's fine. Then he doesn't have to pay the ksuba at the end of the marriage. But if she didn't write anything down, that she already received something, so Rabbi Huda agrees that from the very beginning, initially, there's an automatic obligation of 100 or 200. Even if it's not written down in the ksuba, it's an automatic obligation. That's the position of Rabbi Yehuda. And that's how we can have Rabbi Yehuda fit with the entire Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda makes sense for the end of the Mishnah. That's clear. Even for the beginning of the Mishnah, it makes sense because Rabbi Yehuda would say that there is an obligation of 100 or 200 if the wife does not write down that uh, she will forego uh, the ksuba. And Iba Yisem Rameyer, my chayv, the Ketani, Minamachurarin. Or we could explain the mission like Rameyer. Rameyer fit with the beginning of the mission because Rameyer is the one who holds that you can never lower from 100 to 200. And it always, you always have to have a ksuba. She, even the wife, even if she says that she received it, doesn't make a difference. He always has an obligation to pay at the end of the marriage, 100 to 200. That's the position of Rameyer. And that fits with our Mishnah. What about the end of the Mishnah? The end of the Mishnah seems to say that there's a lien on the field. The answer is, is that, yes, you could collect from any of his fields as long as he still owns it. We would have to qualify that end part of the mission for a mayor. If we want to explain the mission like a mayor, that if it's, it's uh, as long as he owns those fields, so then you can collect from any field. If he specifies and says you can only collect from this one field, the mayor's point is no, 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 no. You can collect from any of his fields, but only if he still owns it at the end of the marriage. If he sold it to somebody else, this is a mayor's opinion that there's no lien on the field itself and uh, on the field. So to the point where if he sells it to somebody else, so then you can collect from that buyer. No, that's not true. Rameyer holds that that's not true. But even if he tries to specify and say, "Yo, you have to you have to collect from this, you have to collect from this one field," we'll tell him no. He, she could collect from any of your fields as long as you own that field. At the end of the marriage, she could collect from any of those fields. Okay, that is the discussion on the first part of this uh, of this Mishnah about the fact that even if you don't write down the ksuba, the amount of the ksuba inside, and even if you write down that it should be from one field, it doesn't make a difference. There's a concept called t'nai based in. It's, uh, the, the court has the ability to establish that all these are obligations, even if it's not written down in the ksuba itself.